Hey, this is Matt McClure here, one of the lead pastors here at Takeover Church. Thank you so much for checking out this message today. We hope it encourages you. We hope it blesses you. And just a reminder, we have got services every single Sunday at 5 p.m. And we would love to have the chance to meet you, to hear your story, and to welcome you home. Thanks again for listening today. Hope this message blesses you. How's everybody doing tonight? Doing well? So last four weeks, or last three weeks, I've been introducing an incredible voice in our church uh, to come and lead a message, and I'm pretty sure that I wasted two or three minutes in the beginning uh, bigging them up because they're all incredible, but this one absolutely needs no introduction because she gives more than potentially anybody else in this church of her time, of, of her of her money, of her resources, everything. My wife, Adrienne, my co-lead pastor, that's right, Grand Rapids, co-lead pastor, absolutely gives everything she has, and this is her first time preaching at Takeover Church, and she is about to bring the heat, so can you welcome Pastor Adrienne to the stage? Thanks, guys. Thanks, everyone. I love you. Like Matt said, um, we've been doing this for, this is week four now. And uh, it's about time we got the lady preacher up here, right? Yeah. <laughs> I need my uh, stand up really high because I'm tall and Matt's not. So um, I just told him to leave that extra high. Um, but we have been in an awesome series just hearing from some of the awesome people in our community and they've had a lot of really awesome and encouraging things to say. Um, we've heard about forgiveness, um, reading and being in the Word of God, um, and doing what God has called us to do. And those are all really awesome things and I felt pressed to um, pray about being, or pray about speaking, which the Lord was just like, you're going to do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so this isn't my favorite thing to do, to be like up front. I'm used to like being next to y'all doing this thing side by side. Um, but God will bless my faithfulness, or at least I'm praying <laughs> that he will. So um, we're just going to have a nice casual conversation. Does that sound good? Yes? Okay. Um, tonight I wanted to talk about being planted. And being planted not only in God, but in community and in the church. And what that has meant to me is... Um, I have been in the church for a really long time, was raised Catholic, went to a Catholic school. Um, I was saved when I was 16, and being planted in the church was just something that was really hard for me because I'm kind of weird. I'm like <laughs> a little bit of a, a weird person. And, uh, you know, sometimes it can be hard, like, socially to, like, make friends and um, do that whole thing. And I think like just experiencing church in West Michigan um, was just a very, very different culture than what I needed from a church. When I first experienced like real community and like plugging in, it was in the church we were at before takeover. And we took a lot of that DNA from that church and we made something new here. And this community has been insane to me. It's been it's been crazy. And I know that I'm not the only one. I know that it's blessed a lot of other people, but that's just me personally saying that that's what being planted looks like in a community to me. 
So tonight we're going to talk about being planted in God and being planted in the church. And um, briefly, I just want to say that I'm not going to crap on millennials because I'm a millennial and we get crapped on a lot, right? Yes. Okay. So we're this. We're this. Gen- you might not be millennial. You might be. You know. What's the next one? Gen- no. Okay. I'm just kidding. Um, you have a beard, so it's official. You're like you're not 14 anymore. Um, thanks for letting me pick on you, dude. Sorry. Um, so we are like, we do, we get picked on a lot. I think that people say that we're this generation that's just unsatisfied. You know, we, we try new things, and if they aren't exactly what we were anticipating, if they don't feel and smell and um, look exactly like we thought they would, we move on. And I think that people have this attitude a lot when it comes to church and when it comes to community, too. Um, so we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. Um, in saying that, life is full of, of growing pains, and God's not going to abandon us through the process. So there might be growing pains in your church or in your community or even in your relationship with God, like no doubt there's going to be. <laughs> um, but it's because we're, we're meant to grow. Like being planted, like a tree is planted, it grows. It just doesn't stop growing. If it stops growing, it's dead, right? So... Um, God wants us to continue to grow, and he wants us to not only do that in God, but also in community with each other. Um, I am a plant mom, in case none of y'all knew that. I am. And uh, when I was thinking about being planted, it was like, yeah, I'm obsessed with plants and things that grow, and yada, yada. We're planted, trees are planted, and all this things. So there's going to be a lot of symbology. Is that a word, Rusty? Yeah, symbology. It is now. Um, I think Matthew McConaughey said it once, so it's a word. Come on. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm a plant mom, and I I have we counted like how many plants that we had in the house after I was saying that I was going to put this in my message. Matt just told me to count them, and I had 54. And then we went to Meyer, so now I have 55. Yeah. And I was jokingly going to say that every time Matt loses me in the store, if he circles back around to the plant section, that's where he'll find me. And that's what happened this afternoon. So 55 plants. I follow, yes, my favorite um, YouTube channel is this woman, Summer Rain Oaks. That's her real name. Um, she didn't change it. She was born that way. Um, she, she's kind of a little bit of a hippie, but she's really cool. She lives in an apartment in New York, and she has 700 plants in her apartment. And it is like a jungle in there. And we already have like two wild animals like running around, so like a bunch of plants, it just makes sense, you know? Like we might as well. I'll just have plants and, and make it a, a crazy forest. But I'm not on that level yet. But I do really appreciate plants and growth and trees and fruit and bearing fruit and putting down roots and all of that kind of thing. When I was thinking about this, I'm an artist. I went to art school, so I think of things like kind of with symbolism or symbology. And uh, I was thinking about the inside of our lungs. They're filled with these bronchial tubes that look a little like roots. And we breathe out, and plants take that in, and then they breathe back out oxygen that we need. It's just like this process, this circle of life, if you will, that is amazing to me. And if that's a little too hippy-dippy for you, then biblically, our problems started with a tree. It was a tree that we weren't supposed to touch, and we did. And... 
our problems were given an answer or an end to when Jesus died on the tree. So I see the I see that symbolic nature in how how often we're compared to trees, how often we're compared to the fruit that we do bear, the the roots that we do put down, the community that we do keep. And I think that it's important and it's definitely worth talking about. Um, God talks about his people and says in Isaiah 61.3, in their righteousness they will be like great oaks that the Lord has planted for his own glory. We need to be not only planted in God, our roots need to run so, so deep that we are holy trees. All of y'all, holy trees. Yes? (laughs) So what that looks like, first and foremost, is faith and trust in the one true God. In Jeremiah Jeremiah 17.8, it says, He's like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when the heat comes, for its leaves remain green and it is not anxious in the year of the drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. That's good. Holy trees, bearing fruit, putting down roots, all that stuff. When the drought does come, we're not afraid because we have faith in God and we're trusting. When it's talking about the tree, we're the tree and God is that river. And he's going to bring, he's going to bring us all the nutrients, all of the things that we need to survive. He's, going to, he's right there with us if we have faith and we have trust and our roots are going deep. Um, when the enemy does come, and he, he just, he will. Sorry, if he hasn't yet. No, he has. Come on, let's be real. Um, when he does come, God has, he has established our roots being deep and connected to him as the only way that we stay upright in the storm, right? So when he comes and he's trying to hammer us, we need to have our roots deep like a palm tree. Yeah? Has anybody been anywhere that's like tropic? You've seen these palm trees? Yes? Okay. I I haven't really, but you know, I looked on the Google, and there's palm trees. And um, the way that the weather has been in our world the last couple years, global warming, hello, um, it's been insane. And I've seen a lot of the stuff on the news where homes are just decimated, but the palm trees are still standing there. So they're obviously doing something right. So I did a little research about these this week, and not only are they incredible, they can grow 200 feet tall, which is a nice round number, but think about it, 200 feet. I'm 5'10". That's a big tree. (laughs) And for something that tall to stay upright in a storm, a tsunami, whatever, is insane, but they have a very, very specialized way of surviving those storms. They are, they have a scaly trunk that is super duper flexible, so they flex in a storm. So we should do the same thing. When the devil comes and he hits us with a storm, we need to flex, okay? Not only that, unlike other trees, they don't just put down a primary taproot way down deep. They put out a ton of roots deep 
and wide. And because of that, it creates a root knot, okay, a big old thing. So when those winds come and they actually fold their fronds down like an umbrella to compress themselves and make themselves slimmer, not only are they planted so deeply, they're not going to uproot, they flex in that storm. Yeah? Sound good? That's dope. I did not know that. So um, when the enemy comes, we have to learn to flex. And that if our roots are going deep into God and who he's called us to be, that there is nothing that is going to uproot us, right? Okay. If our, ro- if our roots go deep in God and we just hold on, there is nothing that the devil is going to be able to bring at us that is going to that is going to it's going to win that's going to conquer us where nothing is going to be able to stand against us so um if you have been holding on for a really long time your victorious day is coming okay you just need to keep holding on and flex so everyone here i know almost all of you very personally and i've seen you in our walk together overcome some stuff yes i've seen you get healed seen you get a house seen you have a baby like all this stuff and it's good those are the things that that make our roots go deeper doing that life together that makes our roots go deeper Seeing those things happen to the people that we love, even if it's not our victory, that's still victory in God and in our community. And it's freaking incredible. It's so encouraging. Sorry, that was a tangent, but um, it was good. Um, Another way of being planted in, in God and in community is worship. That's another way of being planted. We worship because it's an outward sign of how we're inwardly feeling. I don't care if you can't sing very well. I just make a joyful noise, okay? And, it, and it's good enough for me. And it's good enough for Jesus. It's great for Jesus. Jesus loves it. There are some people here who can sing like holy bananas. Rachel's one of them. So is Jenna. It's crazy. Good for them. I I love it. I can't sing like that, but it's okay. I'll make a joyful noise. When we sing, it builds up our spirit. It encourages our hearts. It encourages the people around us. Somebody in the back might be having a crappy day, but they're seeing you engaged in worship, and it's just like, yeah, turns them on, builds them up. That's the way it's meant to be. That's what worship is for. After worship, reading our Bible. Dave talked about this a couple weeks ago. When the devil comes at you and you know the word of God, you could just slap him right in the mouth because it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter what he comes at you with. You're not going to get confused because you know what God says about you and you know what God says about the journey that you're on and you know that God will never, ever leave you nor forsake you. If you have the word in your mouth, there's nothing that the devil's going to be able to say to confuse you or come against it. Pray without ceasing. That is a big one here at TakeOver. I usually do the prayer and praise. It's nice to see somebody else try to do it. (laughs) Just kidding. You did a great job. Just kidding. Just kidding with you. Um, (laughs) Somebody needs to roast you, dude. Jeez. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, we, We pray very, very powerful prayers because we believe them. 
you know, there are, there are some churches where it's just something that you do, and no, it's not something that you do. It's, it's, a, it's a language that you have with God. It's your earnest hearts and his open ears. And we pray because we know that there's a praise on the other side of that prayer. We might not know what that praise looks like yet. It might not come in the time that we want it to, but there is a praise on the other side of our prayer. I've seen it. I named a couple of them off. Those are incredible. And that's and it starts with prayer. And it doesn't matter if you have a you have a timid, it doesn't matter what your prayer sounds like. You just pray. You just talk. That's all that you need to do. The next one is being the hands of God in the world hands and feet of God in the world, and growing in the fruits of the Spirit. So this one, this one to me is, is pretty for real right now. We're in a really broken world. Does everybody know that? Yeah. We should be building bridges instead of building walls. Do people understand that? Yeah. So here at TakeOver, we are privileged to be able to serve our community. Um, we, we've done a couple things already, just pushing out into the community and trying to bless those around us, and it's been awesome. That's what our tithe goes towards. That's what our team nights once a month go towards, is working in this community and blessing the people in this community, because there is a lot of hurt. Yes? Another part of that is that we are called to be peacemakers. It doesn't matter where you came from, the language that you speak, if you have to wear something to cover your hair, if you have a different color skin, whatever, your, your creed, it doesn't matter. We are called to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And that's what that means. It means that in a broken world, somebody has to set the tone. And that's going to be us. Because nobody else is doing it. Do you know what I mean? We need to not be so concerned with different fractures and different denominations and different whatever. It's one God, and we're all doing this thing together. And we need to not get hung up on that stuff. Because that's, that's garbage, and it's exactly what the devil wants. He wants us divided. He wants us confused. He wants denominations to get in the way. We don't have a denomination. We're a non-denominational church. This is a church for everyone and anyone. It doesn't matter where you are in your life. It doesn't matter what you've done, what you've been called, what's been spoken over you. None of that matters. What matters is that you are in relationship with God, you're planted when you come here, you experience love potentially in a way that you've never experienced it before. Takeover has been a home in a very large way for people who have been offended by the church. I don't know why. That, That seems to be a big theme here. But we are determined, bound and determined to do this thing right. And we're setting that tone with our DNA. Does everybody understand that? Yeah. Dignity for all people is a big, big thing here. And um, we just, we love, we love doing this. This is what God has called us to do. Being in community with people is my last, is my last and second largest point. Um, Doing life together. When the enemy sees that we are planted in God, he gets a little, you know, discouraged because he doesn't want us to be planted in God. When he sees us planted in God and then planted in community and linking up with other people and galvanizing ourselves in a way that he can't do anything against, 
he starts to sweat a little bit, which is exactly where we want him. We want him sweating. We want him so so bent out of shape because we are doing this thing together that he just never minds. And he goes and he does something else. We've all watched the Discovery Channel. We've seen the, the, the antelope that the lion goes for. It's usually around the edge of the herd, right? Yeah. So we want to make sure that we are so planted and so tethered in to our community that there's no way that that enemy is going to get anything going around and around and around, and he can just waste his time. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. Um, we had our women's ministry on Wednesday. It's every other week that we had that. We, it's called the Babe Crew. There's one that's called the Dudes Crew as well. It's not as cool as the Babe Crew, but you know. Um, just kidding. Um, we got together and we were talking about um, casting vision for 2019. And we were talking about personal goals and we were talking about what we want our women's ministry to look like in 2019. And not only that, but what the future is going to look like for all women <laughs> starting in 2019. We're all of the firm belief that we are going to see a generation of women rise up who are empowered by other empowered women. Okay, so we're, we're going to see something drastically different, something this world has never, ever seen. You Sometimes I wear that shirt, the future is female. And that simply means to me is that there is a place in the future for females that there's never been before. And that's what we need to be behind. We need to champion that. Again, tangent. Sorry. But in our, in our women's ministry, we talked about... Um, we want deeper relationships formed with people and doing life together and on the lookout for people who are potentially untethered. They're the ones who are at the edge of the herd. Okay? We want to tether them. We want to anchor them. And we want to surround them with women who are thriving. And it's the same thing for the guys' ministry. I'm just talking about the babe crew right now. But that's what life is, is that if you're struggling... You don't get in amidst, amidst other people who are struggling in the same way that you are. You get in with people who are overcoming. And that attitude and that thing is catching. It will lift you up. It will drive you forward. You will be encouraged. You will be empowered to do things that you, you couldn't do on your own. No joke. You just couldn't. You couldn't do that on your own. In Proverbs 27:17 it says iron sharpens iron so one person sharpens another and that's exactly what I'm talking about with us making each other better if you're surrounded by the right group of people they will carry you through the hard seasons they will push you forward they will lift you up they will praise for you when you cannot praise they will pray they will pray for you when you don't have the strength to pray if, if you haven't experienced a community like that, then I'm sorry, but this is a good place to start looking. And I think there's a lot of people here who have experienced that. If you're new, just hang on. We'll get you. In Matthew 18.20, it says, For where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. 
And like I said before, when the enemy sees us united, he sees a gigantic waste of time. Like, really. I think he's kind of like, he doesn't, he's not really good at like going the distance as far as like a long distance runner. He, he wants to get the sprints in. You know, he can, he can handle the sprints. But if he has to go long distance with people who are not only planted in God, but are planted in church and surrounded by other people who are planted in God and planted in church, Lord, he's in trouble. Am I right? Recently, uh, Matt and I went through a a pretty rough season. And um, sometimes storms, you can kind of see them coming. You can kind of see them coming. And then there are other storms that you are just completely blindsided by. And it will just take the, the air right out of your lungs. And there will be times when you don't have the strength to get up and you don't have the strength to keep going and you th- you start feeling words brought up like desolation and give up planting a church is not easy sorry if we make it look so easy guys it's not but we started an incredible thing when we started with Rusty and Kelsey. We formed a unit that was so planted and so strong that when these storms do come up, we were carried the the whole way through. There wasn't a time when there wasn't prayer covering us. There wasn't a time when our leadership didn't rise up like holy fire and just believing for us and casting vision and family fights for family and just insane. I've never experienced anything like that in my life. And and I know that that is just the first step and it goes all the way down to whomever else is here and plugged into that same community. You know that if you're going through something, you're not going through it alone. Um, even God is in community. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. He wants to be in community with us. He wants us to be in community with each other. Um, A lot of you know my personal story with my sister, Alex Marie. What's up, girl? How you doing? Yeah? Yeah? Um, Alex has been a challenge from the beginning, but a good one. Alex was born with Down syndrome, but it's up syndrome because she's such a joy to be around. Um, Three years ago, Alex happened to get really sick. It was really, really hard. And um, it got a lot worse after she had open heart surgery. Do you remember that? No, you don't, you liar. You fibber. You're in church. Um, um, After she had heart surgery, and it was a year ago, a couple weeks ago, um, as Alex got sicker and sicker, it became increasingly hard for my parents, who are planted in God and have been for a long time, to be planted in church because they couldn't take her. They couldn't go to the grocery store. They couldn't do a lot of these things that we take for granted every day um, that are very, very challenging when you have a very, very sick child. Um, I know that if you're seeing her right now, it, this is very hard for you to imagine, but um, a couple, <laughs> how, six weeks ago? Eight weeks ago, she was in the hospital. All of November, she was in the hospital for over a month. And it was at a point where we did not know if uh, 
she was dying or what was going on. We didn't know. And it was very scary. And my parents not being planted in the church was hard because they got exhausted. They were carrying all of this on their own, by themselves, without a community to help carry it with them. We were there, and all of you faithfully prayed for months, even before she went to the hospital, for a year. This church has faithfully prayed for Alex Marie and for my parents. And um, my parents are here today, and they're planted. And my sister is the most well she has been in three years. Three years, yeah. <laughs> that could have been a drastically different story had it not been for the faithfulness of this church. Pulling together their prayers and raising us all up in believing that she would be made well again. Thanks for coming tonight, Alex. <laughs> she's a lot of fun. If you uh, if you don't know her yet, you should uh, say hi after service. She's very very friendly. Um, the enemy trembles when we are planted in God. He starts to sweat when we're planted in community. He doesn't know what to do when we step back and we pull somebody up that's fallen. He doesn't know what to do when we put our faith in God and we don't give up hope. He doesn't know what to do when we choose to forgive and go on together. I'm not saying that church is perfect because it's not. Because we're all all broken people in some, some capacity. What I am saying is that Jesus is perfect. And that if our eyes are on him and we're planted in him, we're going to do our best to make sure that we're encouraging and encountering each other in a way that is a perfect, or our perfect representation of him. We're going to do our best. He's our second chance God. He's our don't give up God. And, and that's how we are going to encounter each other, by being planted in him. When we're planted in him, nothing can stand against us. And when we are planted together, absolutely nothing can stand against us. Does that sound good? There's a quote that I found um, on Pinterest, because I'm on Pinterest all the time. It's kind of like my day job. But... Um, it says, Lindsay knows what I'm talking about. Yeah, girl. Um, it says, life has a way of testing our anchors and tempting us to drift. Nevertheless, if our anchors are correctly placed in the rock of our Redeemer, they will hold no matter the force of the wind, the strength of the tide, or the height of the waves. And that is true. And the last thing that I want to say, oh, the worship team can come up here. Uh, the last thing that I want to say about that is that we have 52 Sundays in a year. 52. Think about it. It's not that many. And it's honestly not that hard to be here. And if anything, the devil wants you to think about why you don't need to be here. It's just, 
it's a night church. It's dark outside. You got to sleep in this morning, but, you know, there's next week, so on, so forth. But being planted and being in community is making it here. And if it's only once a week, then that's fine. But there are more things going on outside of Sunday where we, where we are getting together, where we are doing life together, that would bless you immensely and your roots would only go deeper. Does that sound good? So on a final word, be planted in God, be planted in community, and when the storms come, just flex. Good? All right. Yeah. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha